Hey guys, before we start, I have a little announcement to make. There's a link to a survey in the show notes of this episode. I request you to please fill the survey and it will not take more than 10 minutes. The results will help me understand what kind of content you guys like and I'll make sure to improve that in season 2. Again, links to the survey is in the show notes below. Thank you and let's continue with the episode. Hello and welcome to Elements of Design, a podcast where I interview design leaders, mentors, influencers, and evangelists and talk to them about their design journey, how to be a better designer, and the future of design in India. I'm your host, Manamadan, a UX designer based out of New Delhi, India. In this episode, I'll be having a conversation with Sue Basu. Sue is a storyteller, a designer, and currently a principal design manager at Microsoft. She has been working as a designer for 16 years now and has worked in companies like Adobe, Times Internet, IBBO, Ace Wireless, and many more. In this episode, we're going to talk about her journey. How did she become a storyteller? Why storytelling should be an integral part of a design process and how storytelling can help you sell your design and your vision. So let's welcome Sue to our show. Hey Sue, hi. Welcome to Elements of Design. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh thank you for inviting me on your show. I really want to talk about, you know, some of the topics that we have discussed and storytelling is something that I also like very much and want to integrate it in my workflow. So take us uh, through your design journey. The overall theme of my um, journey has been actually if you look back is one of I think curiosity and learning mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I was very curious about how can you sort of create uh, you know how can you make people laugh and then jokes are one thing but how do you make people laugh with a message and then mm-hmm. I realized there are other feelings also besides laughter and design can be used to you know improve scenarios and create a better experiences and uh, that was sort of what was driving me uh, throughout the early part of my career and then i got into interaction design quite by accident you know i was making flash websites the field of interaction design wasn't even born mm-hmm. so but when i finally joined this company called ibibo that was sometime in 2006 you know mm-hmm. we were uh, creating so many different things and in those days we were just trying out new products every week Mm-hmm. we really did not um have a kind of a clear vision at that time about what we wanted to build except that let's try to get the indian population online let's try to make them engage with the internet and uh, it was a lot of fun and um, i think after working there for a couple of years then i was again driven by my need to learn more about the field of interaction design so i went to do my masters in sweden and it was there when i realized that Uh, design is actually use a very integral part of all of their processes uh, how a city is planned how uh, you know civic practices are laid out uh, in fact one of our projects was about how do we uh, create empathy for uh, immigrants who are yeah. coming to stay in that country coming from uh, a different country and coming to stay in that country and we had to create installations put them in the city park and see how people engage with those installations so back when i came back to india um i joined times of india for a very short time it was a very interesting time for um uh, this uh, for the company because they were trying to 
get online. It was the first time they were they made their mobile app. I was consulting on that. I learned a lot from each of the people in that industry who had been there for a while, had amazing insights. Uh, but then I I got an opportunity to work for Adobe. And uh, while at uh, while at Adobe, I think we learned about working as a team and what was the team culture like. Because before that, designers and design there was no design team as such. You were just an isolated designer working with a bunch of other, you know, product engineering, different team, different disciplines like that. But there was mm-hmm. no concept of a design team or how a design mm-hmm. team is structured or anything like that. Interesting thing was when Microsoft uh, got in touch with me. Again, it was for a very interesting project. It was for Microsoft's browser, Microsoft Edge, which uh, was almost like had a very negative brand image mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. And it seemed like a real challenge. It's like, first of all, in the world, how many browsers are there? So yeah. as a UX designer, you don't get much opportunity to work on a browser. And the second thing was with its negative brand image, there was so much impact that you could do. Uh, it's been it's been a very adventurous ride, I think, yeah. for the last uh, nearly 18 months that I've been with this project. So to everyone that who don't know, I uh, recently attended UX now, the design conference and Sue actually presented how she used storytelling as a part of different development cycles of Microsoft uh, Edge project. Uh, so I really wanted to know how you, you actually use storytelling uh, in the various design processes, you know, rolling out various features and some of the movies were really, you know, engaging and to the point and would love to if you could expand on that. One of the ways in which storytelling really helped us was to create a common vision for everybody in the team to buy into. Mm-hmm. For example, in one part of the project, uh, which is about you know how a user would uh, download, install, and go through the splash screen and the yeah, onboarding yeah. process into the product. Mm-hmm. For that, there are at least 13 or 14 stakeholders in different engineering teams, different marketing teams, uh, uh, design teams working together to create that experience. Mm-hmm. together for that one particular you know seven or eight seconds of experience mm-hmm. now how do you bring all of these stakeholders together to work on a common vision we strung along that entire experience into a film so that everybody could understand what's going to happen from moment to moment every microsecond was detailed out and yeah. every single interaction and response of the system yeah. was envisioned and mm-hmm. when we showed that it made everybody total, uh, like, I mean, we obviously got feedback, but everybody sort of bought into that vision and everybody understood what each team is supposed to do to make that happen. Making films like this really helped us to first envision for the team, secondly, envision for all the different distributed teams mm-hmm. and also create like a continuous thread uh, that will go on for the length of the project. I think it served as a living design spec. Yeah. Storytelling can really help to bring people together on a vision and it can create a sense of desire in them mm-hmm. to be part of a new thing, to be part of something different. How much time did you spend in creating each of those stories and at, uh, how did the ideation happen? What was the whole process like? In terms of time spent, it's uh, some films do take us longer. Mm-hmm. The actual polishing of the film sometimes can take longer. So if you're making a film that has to go to an external audience, then we take a longer time. If it's something for an internal audience, 
uh, we just use uh, placeholders and all of that just to put something out so that there is a common vision first. So something like three to five days is what a designer would typically spend. For, for like a story, piece of story. For a piece of story. and Piece of animation. Yeah. Piece of animation. Yeah, maybe something which is like a minute. So when you are creating a story or finalizing a story or at least writing a story, how do you uh, create, uh, how do you keep subjective feedback feedback out? Story and film being such a you know visual medium, there will be subjective feedback. Because yeah, it does resonate with people, but sometimes they don't have the right words to explain what is not working for them. Mm-hmm. So first thing I would advise is always be patient and listen to where they're coming from. Like okay. something is, even if they say, oh, it does not feel right. Even if it's a sentence like that, try to find out what is it that is disturbing them and it's not making them feel it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe go through the go through the whole thing slowly and try to feel if there's try to probe deeper about something. Usually mm-hmm. there is a moment where you can understand what exactly is making them uncomfortable. So I would say that spend the time to hear everybody's point of view. But mm-hmm. there is a vision that will work for the customer. If any, if all the feedback is sort of working towards that, that's mm-hmm. good because you can address that. But be open to saying that, you know, we consider this feedback. This did not fit in with this particular customer perspective. So we left it out. Another thing we typically do is very be very clear about the message, why this film is being made and what are the principles of the design experience that is ultimately going to be shared. Like, for example, if it's about building trust and transparency, then anything that does not fit in with trust and transparency, you can sort of negate and say it will not, it'll not work with the principle. Uh, how about what about the ownership? I mean, how how many owner how many people does take the ownership generally during when you are creating a story, or how many should be there actually? So typically, uh, you know, everyone gives feedback and everyone has a say, hmm. but ultimately it's with our motion designer, our motion okay. designers. So we trust their judgment and we trust their filmmaking skills. We might make a few changes here and there. We might say, okay, you know, include more of this person or in, uh, include more of this particular user problem. But they will be more superficial or sort of structural feedback. The overall vision, we will trust the motion designer. That has usually worked out. We've never had to question their choice of pattern or their choice of, uh, you know, overall vision of the film. So now I'll come back to a very basic question, uh, which is uh, what actually um, makes a good story? Actually, Olinda App is a very interesting uh, project where storytelling actually also played a very important role. It's this mobile app concept that I came up with many years ago. It was about how you can create art with augmented reality and post Mm -hmm. it on the physical city walls um, using Adobe software. So the app is actually that, um, how can a user pick a surface and then create a message digitally and then post that message onto that physical surface. So for that, I had made a video, a guy who wants to propose to his girlfriend. And the important thing to uh, communicate here was that this app will help him make a message which is truly special for the two of them. So the story is about this um, girl and she gets a box delivered to her. Inside the box is a letter 
and uh, says uh, it's from her boyfriend and it says meet me at india gate at 3 o'clock and mm. uh, she uh, he sends her a phone and in, on the phone is the app installed and she uses that app and she goes there and the app says hold it up to the india gate and when she see, holds it up to india gate she sees uh, marry me written on the idea. india gate Yeah, yeah exactly with uh, which she's seeing on the screen but it's not there in the real uh, india real gate in that moment she sees her boyfriend walk, walking towards her and he yeah. had created this special movement using this app you know we we showed her uh, getting the box and then we showed her reading the message and then straight away we cut to grass and we we just see her feet on the grass yeah. so throughout the film you don't see the person really you see the hands opening the box you see the hands uh, seeing the phone and then you see the feet walking but you get the sense that there is this is the girl mm-hmm. and you get the sense that there is the boy sending her uh, this message so mm. what you choose to show in the most minimal way and what you show choose to not show can create that sense of drama uh, what are the challenges a storyteller faces in the uh, age of micro entertainment where everything has to be very crisp and short to be consumed like the age of tiktok what are the challenges that a storyteller actually faces in this environment or this age uh yeah actually that's a very good question and um you know storytelling storytelling can happen in any moment okay it can be a few seconds it can be an hour but you okay. draw the audience in through engaging the curiosity of that of that audience so in micro stories the frame is actually the most important uh, aspect how than the than the duration so what you bring into the frame you basically need the audience to be very curious you can even have a frame where nothing's happening but at the edge of the frame there is a cat's tail or you know there's a broken glass something happened in that frame and now it's yeah. gone it's past so even that can create that sense of atmosphere or curiosity and the audience or the viewer is looking and wondering okay either what's going to happen or what happened what and what did i miss the olinda app that you were talked about right it's uh, you uh, the video that i saw was 12 years old and at that time envisioning something uh, using ar which is although it's mainstream today it's not still in like consumer's hand right how do you like envision that kind of uh, interaction at when the technology yet is yet to you know come through uh, there is this book by bill buxton called sketching user experiences okay so he actually says that you should be thinking of every possible design experience as possible stories that you create okay uh, you don't have to figure out what is the correct thing right in the beginning itself you can say what if this happens so here's an here's an outcome based on that sometimes you can use a structured thinking approach okay which is um, there is this book by edward bone edward bono called the six thinking hacks so he talks about this um, tool called uh, provocation you can use that provocation tool to sort of help you think differently mm-hmm. what if this becomes really small or what what if this becomes really big what if people don't do this but then do the opposite mm. and he gives a set of these provocations that you can sort of use to imagine possible outcomes of the concept that you have mm, or exactly. to solve the problem in different different ways 
and when you create these little thought experiments you are going along on a journey so as i was saying imagination can be a really key skill and then you can use these tools of provocation and six thinking hats and sketching user experiences they they have a number of different ways to do that yeah. uh, to spark off your imaginative thinking so uh, lastly what i want to uh, ask you uh, so is uh, in the beginning you mentioned that you started uh, designing for web at a very early stage when you started doing uh, flash and all right now you have uh, lived that whole era and today we have like mobile phone as a very integral part of our lives right so you have seen that journey from uh, using wap to you know www on the mobile phone uh, what do you think is the future of design now and uh, keeping india in perspective india is in that moment when we have leaped from that desktop generation and laptop generation and mm-hmm. gone straight to mobile and then the fact that mobile is portable in india a lot of our work is not sitting behind desks we are in the field we are working we are here and there are sometimes the workplaces are flexible our uh, work life is flexible people are yeah. on the move they mm-hmm. need to commute long distances so the mobile has really become india's laptop and then the next wave will be with ai and ml where the mobile phone will be the hub through which ai and ml come to the household but maybe it will not be the primary interface the primary interface will be through these home gadgets like alexa or google home which again is a separate device and that device is powered by the phone which does not need to be the primary interface and that device almost becomes like a family member yeah that uh, i think that uh, yeah it really makes sense uh, but still the adoption of these devices are like really no in india so yeah we hope that wave comes uh, very soon so uh it's a great episode so uh, really enjoyed talking to you really interesting perspective and i would surely try to integrate storytelling in my workflow as soon as i get a chance i think i have to create a personal project out of it right i will do i will create a personal project use and use storytelling as a part of the process so thank you for doing this it so, was a thank- great pleasure manav yeah same here likewise okay then see you bye okay bye Thank you for listening to this episode of Elements of Design. Links to everything mentioned in the episode will be available in the show notes below. To listen to our previous episode, search for Elements of Design in your favorite podcast app and make sure you hit subscribe. If you like the episode or the podcast, please give us a 5-star review on Apple Podcast or any podcast app that you are listening to. It will help the show gets discovered and it would mean a world to me. If you have any feedback, suggestion or if you just want to say hi, please reach out to me on instagram at ux and more that's ux and more one word and with that i'll take a leave hope to see you in the next episode and remember work hard and be nice to people thank you